0: Your Bibles, please, to Luke chapter 24 and verse number 49. Luke chapter 24 and verse number 49. I want to begin this three part series this morning on Pentecost by talking about preparation for Pentecost. Preparation for Pentecost today. This is Pentecost part one, Luke 24 and verse number 49. And I'm reading from a, a modern translation. It should sound a lot like your King James, but maybe not exactly. And look, Jesus said, I am sending you what my father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. The King James may say clothed. It means that the Holy Spirit is going to wrap himself around you like a covering. Now that's Jesus' words concerning preparation for the day of Pentecost that was to come. We know from our vantage point of 2,000 years later in history that the event occurred according to Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 and it was the launching, the birth of the church as we know it today. It was the new covenant put within the hearts of, of all the people, as we shall see as we look at some of the prophecies this morning. If you uh, look at Acts chapter 1 and verses 4 through 8, Jesus gave some more instructions to the disciples concerning this event that was to come to pass. Acts chapter 1 verses 4 Through eight. While he was together with them, this is after he rose from the grave, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem. That's important. That's preparation. Stay put, he said. But wait, and we should investigate the word wait because that's preparation. How many of you know that waiting involves more than sitting? It isn't inactivity, it is planned activity. And so wait, he said. For the Father's promise. Here's the Father's promise again. This, he said, is what you heard from me. We're going to look at where he said it this morning. Jesus said, I've told you about the Father's promise. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days hence. Now, would that bring excitement to you? I want to give you a tidbit that we're going to dip into more in the future. Just right here. Think about this. We have... I have, let's put it this way, up to this point in time, always believed that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit occurred on the disciples in an upper room privately. Is that not true? I'm going to show you some things in this series that is going to question that theory. Be prepared. It may not have happened ...in the privacy of that upper room. Just stay with me, okay? And when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, at this time, are you returning or restoring the kingdom to Israel? Now, see, their thinking is, Okay, Jesus, up to this point, you haven't ascended to the throne. You haven't established the kingdom of Israel as we know it from some of the prophecies in the Old Testament. Is it going to happen at this time? Jesus said, It is not for you to know times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Don't you just hate it when you ask somebody a question and they come back with an answer that doesn't answer your question but makes you go further in thinking. Don't you just hate that? You know? A simple yes or no will do, Jesus. Is it going to be now or no? He said, it's not for you to know. Sorry, boys. That's not on the radar screen right now. You're just going to have to be patient and wait. Okay, more waiting. Well, let's talk about this morning three things. Prophecy as the key to understanding Pentecost. Secondly, prayer is essential to Pentecost. And thirdly, preaching is the foundation Of Pentecost. I'm going to run through these quickly. So watch closely and follow along with me. As I heard one preacher say on a CD recently, give me your best ear. (laughs) I thought, okay, let's see. That's this one. (laughs) I thought that's a good, that's a good way of saying it. Like Jesus would say, lend me your ears or, you know, listen up. So then when we talk about Pentecost, it is important to understand that Pentecost has its roots in prophecy. The feast of Pentecost, is the time that God chose to birth His church. It is the time that God chose to pour out His Holy Spirit upon all believers. What is the Feast of Pentecost? Well, the Feast of Pentecost There are some who have differing interpretations of what originated, how it originated. But many people believe that Pentecost began as a result of the giving of the law at Sinai. That it was commemorative, so to speak, of of that. It is called in the Bible the Feast of Weeks. And by this time that Jesus is uh, teaching here, it had become connected to the giving of the law the old covenant at sinai what happened at pentecost new testament was to be the establishing of the new covenant and it would be a public demonstration of the outpouring of the holy spirit as prophesied by the prophets as we look into this more and more this morning i want it to become clear to you that if you believe in prophecy if you believe that god foretold events such as the birth of Christ, the second coming of Christ, and many other events, then you must come to grips with Pentecost. Because Pentecost has its roots in prophecy. Of all the prophets foretold of the event that happened in Acts chapter 2, which Jesus called attention to, and then it happened. Now the disciples have already been given their orders. They've already been told you are to wait in Jerusalem for the promised father. The word, by the way, baptized there means drenching. It's not a sprinkle. You're going to get wet, baby. If I walked out there this morning and it was pouring rain and I came back in here and I said, I got baptized in that rainstorm, I'd be drenching. I'd be soaking wet. If I came in and I just had a few sprinkles on me and I said, I just got baptized. Some of you'd go, man, you don't even know what rain is. You should see what I was in the other day. They got drenched in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said specifically, it's a experience of power. The word that translates power in our English Bible is the Greek word dunamis, which we get our English word dynamite from. So then when you when you experience the Holy Spirit coming on you as they did on the day of Pentecost, it will not be a, oh, bless me Jesus, experience. It will be a powerful experience. You will know something is going on, okay? That's according to the Bible, to the Word of God. And so the point was that they would become witnesses.